Welcome to Real Talk from the heart of Allen County, where we explore the lives of La Harp residents. No filters, true stories, just real talk. I'm your host, Richard Lucan. And I'm Tim Stauffer, your co-host. Let's get started. Alright, so today we have another special edition of our podcast, Real Talk, where we're not really talking about anything related to Lahart, but rather focusing on Monday's public forum that the college sponsored. And I'm joined here by Trevor Hoig and Susan Lin. Uh, Susan is my mom and editor and publisher, and Trevor is our newest reporter who covers the county college and is a general reporter for the Register. Hi, guys. Hello. How's it going? Hi. Um... Before we begin, I just want to set the scene for those listening. Um, so Trevor, I'm going to turn to you. I just want to start by asking you, why is John Masterson calling this meeting, and why now? And what do you think the college is preparing for? What do you think he's expecting as he welcomes more than 100, because there were more than 100 people in attendance last night? Well, my understanding with having a public meeting was that the college essentially already had a plan in place for a facility. They were saying, look, we, you know, want to replace a facility that's been in, been there for over 20 years, and we want to build a track, we want to have weight rooms, uh, an indoor field, all these kinds of things. But then when word got out that this facility was going to be built, people said, hey, well, what about having a pool? What about having these other amenities be a part of that? And eventually there was enough momentum that they, I think, were inspired by community feedback and... Um, in the words of one resident last night, they thought, hey, we could do something bigger and better uh, than what we'd originally planned. And so, but in order to do that, they were saying, well, we're going to need county uh, or city assistance to potentially do that. And so because of that, then it kind of was a responsibility of theirs. They were saying, well, look, we have to turn to the, to the citizens of the county and ask them, hey, if we went big, if we tried something um, beyond our original vision, we want to ask for your permission to do it. And so as things get underway and you look around, you see the rooms packed. They were bringing in more chairs as we were all sitting down, kind of fighting for a seat. Um, and as you look at the audience around, who do you see and what do you think they're looking for? Uh, I was really impressed by how many people were there, period, but also just how many community leaders were there. You know, I've only been living back in Kansas for about eight months and, you know, being involved with things, I kept seeing the same key players over and over, like the people who care about Allen County really care about it. Um, and so you have all the representatives from the city, the county, you had a ton of people from ACC, you had, but also a lot of people who just had an investment in saying, yes, we want, you know, the county or the city to partner with ACC to do something big like a pool. And especially you saw a lot of people with kids and uh, younger families that were saying, yeah, we, we support that. I think that they're equally, there's equal amounts of hope and pessimism. I think people who, just like with the school issue and with the hospital issue, if they were against it, they made sure that they were there on Monday night. Um, I think John Masterson did a good job laying the ground for, for what they had been dealing with. The Red Barn was built in 1983, and so that facility is old. They've outgrown it. They have been 
uh, working in a building that was built in 1983, and we probably have a uh, hundred or more additional athletes than, than we had at that time. And I think the buy-in by the public is so crucial to the future of the college. And so I think it was important for the college to hear that we want to be a part of this. It was, it was a, I think it was, at times my hopes were high, at times they were kind of dashed by the tenor of the meeting. Hmm. Well, I was struck as, as the meeting progressed, I got the sense that things swung more and more away from the specific plans for an activity center and more about kind of just like the latest chapter in an old debate. On one side, we have those who want to invest in our community and see this as an opportunity to attract new recruits to the community and increase the quality of life of those who are already here. And then on the other side, we have those who say, we can't afford this. Taxes are already too high, and this isn't the way to pursue growth. Um, do you guys agree? I mean, is, is that where the fault lines are in this debate? Yeah, I love George Levins's comment. And he was, it was so cute because he says, you know, I've been out here a long time. Well, George has been walking the track around the barn for more than 50 years. And then John Masterson retorted, yeah, George, I've been thinking about charging you rent for how often you use this facility. So I thought it was good. And so George, he's, he's a pretty, you know, he's kind of a tight-fisted guy. And then so when he started saying, it's always about money, money, money. He goes, I'm so sick of this. And he goes, we have such a golden opportunity in front of us. And I think that that was the same fault line, like you said, with the hospital, with the schools. But I think I remember a comment from Brian Wolf. Um, we had somebody who was interested in a, a new, new employment here from Kansas City. And one of the things that they saw was they have a three-year-old. So what's going to happen is about the time we're going to get an elementary school finished, they're going to have a new school for their child. That was very appealing to them. So it's just, it's just like, uh, you know, we're going to lose population, but we can do it smartly. And that means we invest in those things that we want to have for ourselves. Our goal is not to, to be a Kansas City. You know, there's a concept that's called shrinking smart. And that is trying to become the best small town you can and offering people the amenities that they want to have. Yes, it is could be a recruitment tool, but let's let's think about what we want to have and whether we want to invest in that. And the goal isn't to become Pittsburgh, it's nothing like that, but just to be a place that people want to come home to. Trevor, what do you think? Well, uh, the thing that is striking to me is when you talk about politics on a local rural level it, it's it's striking that it's not even so much about you know conservatives and liberals or republicans and democrats it really is this issue about growth and investment and i was struck by i'm it's worth saying i'm a person from woodson county a place that is very small and that hasn't invested in its community uh in in the way that was proposed last night and after 30 years of that, Woodson County's population is now 10,000 less than Allen's. And I think that it's, wow. a, it's a powerful litmus test to, to the people of Allen County to say, well, if you don't do anything, you could end up in a, in a far more dire situation. 
That fear was palpable, though. That um, worry, humble it's going to come. Yeah. Nip us in the heels. Chanute's going to leave us Look in the Chanute's dust. Look what Chanute's done, yeah. I mean, we heard many, many times somebody saying, you know, uh, I think it was Gene Myrick, actually, city councilman, say, you know, I, I work in Chanute, and I see that every day they're doing things, and they're leaving us in the dust. I see what Chanute and Humboldt is doing. I'm pro-growth for Allen County, and I own. I'm on the city council, if you don't know and I see what Schnoot and Humboldt's doing, and I sit there and think, what the hell's going on with Biola? And what's going on is we're not willing to take a chance to better ourselves. And then someone made a comment about the hospital, about, you know, what, how much we've put toward that, and now St. Luke's is going to take it over. Well... You know, St. Luke's wouldn't be interested in our hospital if we had not built a new hospital. And so those, that investment in the hospital, it's kept us with a strong medical, medical community and makes us very attractive to other industries. So I, I don't know. I think just because someone personally may not benefit from something or that they don't realize the benefit that it is to the community as a whole. Hmm. Yeah, Trevor mentioned something this morning to me too. He said, you know, the college represents a huge, it's the exact opposite of a brain drain. You know, right. it, the college mm-hmm. represents, as you looked around and you saw that many of the college employees, the professors, there are county commissioners, there are city council people. Um, you know, they're, they're many, many of the pillars of our community are, are here because of the college. You know, I thought that you didn't really notice that. I didn't really notice that until I saw them all in one place. <laughs> you see them yeah. all there and you say, okay, this yeah, is what's striking. brought them there. Yeah. I took comfort, too, in, in knowing that, like, the county has, or the college has no plans to raise the mill levy. Another question I've been asked on several occasions, and it, it is a big question, is that it, it is our intent, the college's intent, that this, this would not have anything to do with raising a mill levy or raising uh, tuition or fees to our students. Now, if, if an indoor pool enters the equation, sure, you know, that's something that the college isn't willing, can't take on itself and would want partnerships. I mean, I know people in Humboldt are interested about an indoor pool too. And so I think that it's it's not just us, you know. There's there's a lot of people who there could see this, yeah, and how and they can see how it would benefit their community. I think Katrina Springer also mentioned that there are many people who would come from communities outside of Allen County who would come here to use the pool, who currently go to Burlington, you know, or you know, go down to Chanute, and we have a chance to catch that. Well, I think it's also worth just reiterating something a comment you mentioned a minute ago the the whole reversal of if you build it they'll come and someone said if you build it no they won't come mm-hmm. but that's that you know that's that's a challenging attitude that, that i feel like a lot, or that's the attitude a lot of people last night wanted to challenge i think because i really i do think people want to come home but they need to be enabled to come home they need something to come home to again i mean not to refer to my own yeah. uh, home again but i live and i work in allen county because there's nothing that was built for me to come home to. Mm. Well, mm. 
in Woodson County. Your right, hometown. exactly. Something that makes this different than prior debates, I'm thinking most recently of the schools, of the hospital, and even as we look at the county's uh, debate over whether it has a responsibility and a precedent to help um, you know, Humboldt's new grocery store as it had to Marmot and Market, it also extended help to Marmot and Market and G&W. Something that makes this different to me is the nature of the college students, college student population. I mean, this was brought up several times last night. There's this element of race and of student population that is here now in this debate that isn't in others. And I, you know, I wanted to kind of pick your guys' brain about that. Um, do you think that is influencing the idea of, well, I don't want local money to go to students who are from other places? <laughs> That's so funny because... Um, after the meeting last night, I talked with Brian Council, who's their chief financial officer, and he said, I don't know if people realize that in-county students don't pay tuition. You know, we get tuition, which is what I think they said 18% of their budget, from out-of-county, out-of-state students. So without those students, you know, the, the college would be in a world of hurt. So we need to embrace the student population. I kind of think there, you know, we can get more people to go out to the college if there's a, a reason for them to go out. You know, seeing a basketball game hmm. doesn't appeal to a lot of people. I don't. I don't go to basketball games. I don't, you know, I've got... Out of the college. Out of the yeah. college. I don't go to the high school. It doesn't mean I don't support them. It's just not something that I enjoy doing any longer. But I would enjoy going out and being a part of the college. I love going out and seeing their plays out there. But, yeah, I think we need a, a healthier interaction, and I think the college would benefit from that interaction more than maybe even they realize. When I think of everyday people here in Allen County um, and of other students from Allen County who go to the college, John Masterson has said this, and I've heard it multiple times, it's great for these kids who are from Allen County to be shoulder to shoulder in the classroom with someone from Brazil yeah. or yeah. someone from Mexico or someone from England or Ireland or you know, an array of countries. But I think it does challenge many people's concept of local resources go to local communities. And kind of, you know, there, there's an element there that's not, that's, that's extra here. And I think that's, I, I witnessed that, the question, how many people from Allen County are on the basketball team? Or how many, you know, right. Allen County residents end up even on scholarship? All the athletes that you have here, the 370 athletes, where do most of them come from? Are they from Allen County and the Ocean County and the Browning County? Or are most of them from long ways away? They're still what? spending money in Allen County, right? What? They're still spending money in Allen County, right? They're still that's, spending money. That's not my question. I want to know where they're from. The United that's States of America. Is that a bad question? No. Is that a good answer? But they don't stay. They don't stay. How do you know? Well, some, some, what's a percentage I, of them stay? I stay. I, I stay. went to this yeah. school. I came back. I work here now. 
Like, ask Didn't someone you? who came here. I Jeremy. lived in Kansas City, yeah. like, all my life. Stand up if you went to Allen yeah. Community College. Lived in Kansas City all my life. I literally live two blocks from the Sprint Center. I'm from Tahiti, Kansas. I brought my wife and family back here. We're happy to be here. I drug, a, I drug a local back here. <laughs> I drug her back here. And I can tell you, I tell students all the time, the whole reason to go to college is, you know, one of the key experiences is to meet people from other cultures, to meet people who speak other languages, who aren't the same race or religion as you are. And that's something we talk about, you know, a student who goes away to college, that's an experience they get. But in a way, Allen County Community College or brings that experience to it, us, yes. yeah. right? And so I think that it's good for us in our community to have racial diversity, religious diversity. You know, it enriches us. It makes our culture, you know, interesting. And, and it works both ways, too. I was joking with um, Vice President John Marshall today about students who have never seen a cow before, you know, <laughs> and they go to the dorms and they look out their window and they, they see that there's a field full of cattle near ACC and they're blown away by that. And so we're teaching each other, you know, yeah. we need to have, we need to, you know, it really speaks to how valuable it is to open ourselves to the outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded, that reminds me of uh, Imani Lemon, a student who graduated from Allen County last year. Um, and. He, he said that when he came, he was from Topeka, when he came here to Iola, he had a world of baggage and prejudice um, around white people and around rural America and especially around, you know, small towns. Mm -hmm. And his experience here, his two years, really changed that for him. And he walked away with a deeper understanding of what it means to be a member of a community, you know, and what kind of makes rural America or small town America tick. I just remember... He really, he jumped in, he, he volunteered at Safe Base, Humanity House, he wrote for us here at the Register, but mm -hmm. um, that shows, that's another testament to the symbiotic nature of their relationship, or the, the potential. But I think that's going to be tested, and I think that this is an opportunity to address what I've already seen as a gap. You know, you ask college students, where do you go to eat? They don't go to eat here in the square. You know, they, they, they very rarely are, are plugged into the community, and... This is another opportunity I see as a way to say, you know, if this were to happen, it would really force the you know, college. And, yeah, you know. I always look at it, too, as a way, if you could get our young kids going out to the college on a regular basis, just like they did going to the bolus all the time. So you have generations of kids experiencing theater and art and music in the bolus and so they that's their second home and they're not afraid they're not intimidated by formal situations like that the whole thing with the college if you have them take swimming lessons out there and, and you have generations participating out there that just exposes them to higher education diversity all these things right off the bat and 
by gosh, they'll probably even bring their parents with them. And so I think that that's, that's an opportunity. You've got whole generations of future ACC students. You're growing them by having them out there. I don't want to get too far along a lane here. Um, I want to bring us back kind of to bigger question I have. Um, this is a lot of money, you know, and this is a big call, and it would require the collaboration of, of many local, regional, state, you know, potentially national organizations and, and civic entities to get this done, and, and private partners, I'm sure. Um, where do we go from here? Where, what do you think happens next? What's the college plotting as their next move, do you think? I mean, I, well, I think they need to get a formal buy-in from city and county leaders. Of course, it, I know from talking with David Tolan now, our Secretary of Commerce, that our best chances for grants are those that show, you know, like three partners, three or four partners going in together that show we all, we're working together on this effort. It's not just a single entity. I think... Ultimately, I would like to see it come to a public vote. I mean, if it's going to require um, hmm. some public funding that requires an increase in a budget, which it will for the city of Iola, for sure, then people will have to vote on it. And I think that's the fairest way. I mean, I think that it, I just think that that would demonstrate how people really feel. Trevor, you cover both the county commission. And um, the college, what do you see as the next step in this process? Well, I think that the college had, as we started the discussion, the college had its vision before it ever even reached out to the community. And so they're, they're going to go forward, I think, regardless with that original vision. But I think that along the way, they were inspired by the feedback that they were getting to try something bigger. And You so saw I, that in, in John Masterson and when you speak with... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the challenge is now to the Allen County community Hmm. to 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 make a decision as they face with other things, building the hospital, grocery stores, you know, any anything like that. They're going to have to, again, decide as a community, you know, um, are we going to dream? Are we going to be optimistic? Do we believe these things are possible? And are we going to let that that positive attitude prevail in moving forward on some of these things or just we gonna throw up our hands and say oh that's too much that's too big we can't do that but i think the precedent actually there's a lot of optimism there donna hauser was awesome as usual when she said how she remembered when she moved to iola in 1964 that the junior college was on the third floor of the high school and that then when college administrators wanted to build a new campus they got so much pushback. They went ahead and did it, and now they've, like, I don't know, quadrupled their student population. And so sometimes it's more of an, a question of what's going to happen if we don't do it. And George Levins again said, we're staring at a golden opportunity. Of course, that golden opportunity comes with a price tag of, they say, $10 million. So that's, that's you know, again... It is a, a lot big, of money. It's a big a, item. It's a big ask. But you, I mean, it's something that people have to say if we all go in together, you know, 
and I think the health, you know, we didn't even talk about, though, how um, the benefits, Drew Mueller, who's a physical therapist out at the hospital, just gave such a strong testimony about water therapy and how he can use it as a physical therapist and how he just sees such a change in people's demeanor and their optimism for their own health if they can get into water. And so many times that's their only venue for exercise. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there were at least a dozen people who spoke up on a variety of benefits that it would yeah. hold either for students, for the college, for recruitment of professors and teachers. You know, um, I know that outside of the college, local school districts see it as a huge draw to be able to, you know, have instruction and competition and even for, you know, just recruiting doctors, you know, Brian spoke. I mean, there, there, there are an array of benefits. I just think it really comes down to, as you guys have alluded to, um, just how are we going to write this next chapter? You know, what, what's it going to be? It's a choice about what, it's not just, a pool's not just a pool in this case. It's a choice okay. about what the culture of Allen County will be moving forward as, mm -hmm. and it's a decision that it's faced multiple times in the mm -hmm. recent past. I think where I take so much hope is how, how high the turnout was for the school vote and how it passed overwhelmingly. And so that gives me the feeling that we've got a lot of positive thinkers around. Well, we will be staying tuned and keeping a very close eye to the developments as this issue weaves its way through the process and maybe eventually will even become before, come before Allen County residents in a vote of one form or another. But um, we encourage you guys to look to us to stay abreast of all the developments and the changes and... Um, the progress. So you can always find out the latest on all of this at iolaregister.com. And uh, we thank you for listening.